Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And it's the Luke and Pete show. It's a Thursday. Thursday, who is, of course, the god of love. Do I do it anyway? Um, I'm Pete Donaldson. Uh, I'm joined by Luke Moore. Are you there, Luke? Hello. I am. I am here, and I've You're got my quiet. giant hammer with me. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I look that's, like. That's um, right. I actually look like because of my lockdown haircut. You know that scene in one of the Avengers movies where um, Thor's got quite fat. Um, I've not seen that. Is it all prosthetic? Surely they wouldn't allow a, it a is. man so beautiful I, to. I believe it is. Yeah. So I look right, a bit okay. like him in the back of a spoon. Why does he? Why does he get fat? Is he? Oh, is he, he did he? Pissed off about something. Bored. Drinking too much beer. Right. I don't know. Although oh, um, okay. the the beer he drinks in that movie famously is from the a brewery in Athens, Georgia. I think called Creature Comforts Brewery, and I've been there. It's actually a cool place. Um, but anyway, welcome to Thursday's episode of the Luke and the Pete Show. Um, Peter is here. I am here. Monday, we were talking about all sorts of things. Mirrors, Venetian assassins, um, mm. chips for microchips for Apple, Apple computers, uh, yeah. a remake of Twister. So much going on, Pete. How do we pack it all in to a fun-filled half an hour? <laughs> well, well, we don't worry unduly about the fun-filled bit. I know that much. Um, I'm <laughs> grabbing... I'm, I've gone a bit Thor's hammer and I'm grabbing my belly at the moment because um, I don't think anyone's in it. Even people who have really worked really hard on the old Joe Wicks workout. Is he still doing that? Is he still doing his Joe Wicks every day? Oh, someone, I'll tell you, do you know what, Pete, you and I about something completely different earlier today. We're talking about PR and how to get good PR and messaging and stuff. Right. Joe Wicks' yeah. PR is unbelievable. Like He went overnight from being this guy, successful guy, sold books, made money, Good-looking fella. Good luck to him. I met him once briefly. Seemed nice. He went from that to as soon as lockdown happened, where most people were going, holy shit, have I got enough toilet paper? How am I going to feed my family? Am I going to lose my job? Overnight, he transformed into, in quotes, the nation's PE teacher. I mean, that, is, <laughs> that is the kind of ruthless efficiency that you have to respect. I don't know if he's well, still doing it. He was on Desert Island Disc last week. That's all I know. He had, a, yeah, but he had a lot of, um, I mean, he, he had a platform to start with. So it's not like he started from nothing, but yes, he did become the nation's uh, school teacher. Yeah, but Pete, I, it I would be, where... I mean, of course that's the case. It would be weird if just, you know, the big, one of the big developments of the COVID mm. crisis and lockdown was just that some random man, man appears. just decided that he was, he was the nation's PE teacher. And he's got but yeah, but, he, but, 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 but Joe Wicks looks like a man who... Like you know, he's very, his body beautiful. He's um, he's 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 he's, he's playful. He, he's a, he's a bit of a Cockney kind of character. He's like he's Essex, he is, he's very Essex. He he's palatable. Um, but a Matt like, but he doesn't have the intensity of your friend and mine, Mister Motivator. Now True. imagine if Mister Motivator just appeared from nowhere. True. Um, which like went from zero zero Mister Motivator. To Mr. Motivator. I mean, Limmy's um, did a lovely little kind of piece about Mr. Worldwide, um, Pitbull. Um, they, they, at one point, there was near Pitbull, and then there was Pitbull. Imagine yeah. there was near 
there was no Mr. Motivator. And then one day, Mr. Motivator was everywhere. A yeah. man in skin-tight lycra and glasses and a bandana doing his thing 24-7 for you and me. Um, do, do you, so do you, do you, are you saying that then if, if the world has to be divided into two camps, the Mr. Motivator camp and the Joe Wicks camp, and say there was yeah. some kind of massive Brexit-style referendum <laughs> Decision. to yeah. decide who was going to become the nation's PE teacher, you're not uh-huh. only voting for Mr. Motivator, you're probably going to be involved in this campaign in some capacity. Yeah, I would, yes, yes, definitely. Mr. Motivator would definitely be my pick. He is uh, a man of advancing years. Uh, he's he, he's body positive. He's he's bright. He's 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 uh, he's, he's quite shouty and enthusiastic. And well, he's a motivator. Uh, and, well, he's a motivator. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I I think I told you before. I was watching uh, one of my favorite channels. Uh, a man who has a big fucking magnet uh, who um, puts it in um, <laughs> the canal, the canals and rivers yeah, of, of, of our fine nation. Yeah, magnet fishing, and he and he pulls out old. Uzis and um, all Tommy guns and stuff, um, and and mainly so just. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe in the sewer, um, but yeah, he just pulls out like some pro- proper naughty munitions and and some crazy stuff. Um, he was filming that one time, and like Mr. Motivator just turns up, huh? And he, he goes, "Hello," and he's got you. And Mr. Motivator, I'm fairly certain, demanded to know what was happening. Real name in, Derek in- Evans. Oh, so, okay. Someone's like, maybe one of the maybe he's the th- fourth Evans brother. Isn't there loads of Evans actors? Maybe he's the fourth Evans. Maybe he we is. didn't know. He's so what's he, doing, what's he doing in this um in this video you watched then? He was just stro- I think he was just strolling down the canal. Um, I, I mean this is this was a good couple of years ago now, so I I can't really remember. But yeah, Mister Motivator just rocking up, demanding to know what a man is doing with a magnet in a in a river. Fair enough, really. <laughs> I just feel I I just feel at the moment. You know, I started this whole thing off sort of saying that I'm I've gone a bit Thor Thor's belly. I'm currently yeah. looking at um the, the, the under lockdown. One of the few places near where I lived was Joe and the Juice. Joe and the Juice, yeah. uh, uh, basically a nightclub that sells coffee. Um, it's a fucking coffee house that has the music on way too loud. Yeah. Um, but the during lockdown they were selling take out food and drinks. So I was like, cool. I'll 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 get my usual order of a, a, a chicken jalapeno and, and avocado uh, uh, flatbread sandwich. Um, I've brought it home using the app. You've got, order, you've got to order everything with apps now, which is annoying. Um, and I've changed my appearance recently, so my um, Apple ID sometimes doesn't recognize me. Arm by arm. Um, <laughs> it's a metaphor. And, uh, it's a metaphor. It doesn't recognize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've all had a rougher. Does, yeah, does your Apple ID, your Apple Face ID, find it harder to identify you under after lockdown than, than it did before? Um, but I've got a stash of um, KFC garlic buttermilk mayo um, uh, sachets slash packets. <laughs> Sorry, can you slow down? This fridge. is quite difficult to keep up with. Right, I've got I've got a sandwich I bought from John the Juice. It's yeah. kind of healthy. Kind it's got os- It's under the auspices of being slightly healthy. Chicken, avocado, Tabasco, flatbread, lovely old job. And I am dipping it in one of three, three of three garlic buttermilk mayo um, pots that I've uh, got uh, during one of my wild Friday night KFC orders. Um, mm. I'm falling to pieces, uh, Luke. My phone doesn't recognise my my own face and I'm watching videos of a man magnet fishing. um, Pete, can I just also chime in and say, I don't want to to cut... Well, I've got a couple of... Just a couple of final bits to say on Mr. Motivator and Joe Wicks. So I'll do Joe Wicks Mm. first. I saw Joe Wicks. I met him briefly. 
seems like a lovely chap, very handsome, very nicely put together, as you'd expect. But he looks a bit like the prototype for a person that's being designed in the future because, right. like, do you know what I mean? He's like a first iteration because he's just so small. Oh, is he, is he quite uh, is he quite, Yeah, he's um, very, very diminutive. small. So right. yeah, he kind of looks like a little kind of um, prototype of, of something that's going to come along later. <laughs> You'd make it bigger first and then shrink it down. Yeah, just do exactly what you did with him, but just, just normal size. That's what but, they said. N- n- make a bit, no, it would be smaller with an arm, a low power arm <laughs> processor. Yeah, yeah, it w- yeah, exactly. Everything's getting smaller these days, so it's not a surprise. They do keep the doctor away. But if and, and the final thing I wanted to make, um, re, a point I wanted to make, re-magnet fishing um, and as it pertains to Mr. Motivator. Mm. If you're someone who spends a lot of your time essentially dredging ponds and rivers, right, if yeah. a man turns up and becomes very interested in why you're doing that, he's almost certainly done something horrific that's at the bottom of that <laughs> pond river. So all I'm saying is, Mr. Motivator, he right. might look like he's got a bright and bubbly exterior and at the age of 67 yeah. is still in amazing shape. And of course, right. at one point in the 90s, was the was technically the nation's PE teacher. Yeah. Are we about to see a dramatic fall from grace? I say dramatic, no one would probably care, but it would be big news nonetheless. He's probably lost a lot running up and down those canals. He's probably lost a few spectacles in his time. That's all I'm saying. Could be, could be innocent. Hope so. Hope it Hope is. Hope so. Is the Maybe, nation ready? Or, or he could have done that, what well, that bloke from Eggheads reckoned he'd done. All I'm saying is if he goes on the run, there's no chance he's fucking hiding with that outfit on. <laughs> I'm just glad to see he's gone. 67, looks great. That's fantastic work, fantastic. Yeah, I'd be bloody I'd be bloody happy to look that good at 67. I really would. Mm. Anyway, Peter, I wanted to um, bring to your um, attention, if, if I may, that mm. um, I bought The Last of Us for the PS4. Car video game reviews from, I think, 10 years ago. But, <laughs> yeah. Don't know anything about it. Have a, the only thing I know about it is mm. that everyone says it's good, including you. The yes. YouTube video of them acting out some kind of dramatic scene that you made me watch and the advert for the subsequent sequel that is out now. That's all I know. So how much mm. of a treat am I in for? Um, first five minutes, uh, the worst five minutes of video of a video game ever. Uh, uh, it's cost and, me 12 fucking guess, quid. Why are you telling me that now? And then I guess very good. No, like emotionally, it's, 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 it's weighty. Um, oh right! It's, the most, one, it's one of the most affecting video games I think you'll, you, you've ever played, and I include Zelda: Breath of the Wild on that one. As um, well. Can I? Can I potentially? Because I mean, I'm a complete layman when it comes to video games, as regular listeners will know. Can I ask a question that might well seem sacrilegious, but I'm just being honest? Okay. Mm. So with The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt, um, mm-hmm. which I've enjoyed on the Switch, and I've, you know, I'm a level 23 Witcher now, so you, you be the judge. Um, yeah. The one thing that I find tedious. Well, there's two things, actually. One is that a lot of the kind of quests are fairly similar. And two, it's very, very slow paced when you have to watch all the kind of set piece dialogue scenes and all that kind of stuff. Is is that something that's kind of well established as something that's a bit tedious or am I just in the minority there? Yeah, I think when games got expensive, like, you know, 50 to 60 quid um, and these um, maniac, you know, like how... Um, uh, Pat Oswalt does this fantastic, fantastic bit of stand-up where he talks about films are made 
by women. All films are made by women because um, the director will have this, he'll be this virtuoso kind of maniac who's got these wild ideas about everything uh, and he'll film everything possible and put everything in there and he wants all the explosions and blah, 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 blah. And then the editors and the, and the best editors are invariably women sit the same director down and go, right, calm down. Mm. You can't have a nine-hour film. Mm. We're going to make this two hours. And they and and they tidy it up. And and Pat Nozzle uses the explosion of sperm uh, and and the woman making a baby out of this fucking mess <laughs> you've made, mm. making this beautiful creature. Um, so I think these um, these people like um, I'm trying to think of um, Hideo Kojima uh, and these kind of like virtuoso kind of dire- like di- di- directors. Well, Thelma Schumacher is, is famously Martin Scorsese's editor, isn't isn't she? Mm, exactly, exactly. So, so these. So, why is the men... in which case why is the Irishman forty two hours long? <laughs> so, I, yeah, I watched that recently. It wasn't wasn't that interesting. I don't, I don't, but, think, um, I don't think she did that. Well, I'm, I'm just being silly. No. Carry on. But 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 I think the, the these people kind of rose through the ranks in the eighties where um, narrative wasn't really a big deal and it was all about action. Um, and and certainly in people in, in Hideo Kojima's case and a few others, um, they made these games and role playing games that were were very narrative heavy uh, and that and the stories were revolutionary uh, and the graphics were fantastic and and, and stuff like Final Fantasy uh, was was this kind of like revolution in, in storytelling. Yeah. Um, but it just made them fucking long and and nobody because these 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 male directors became so powerful uh, in in their particular genre. Nobody tells them to calm the fuck down and make the story a bit shorter mm. because you've not only got the story, you've got the side quests and the side missions and the sub games and the Gwent and all that bollocks you've got to oh, get yeah, through as well. So Gwent. that's why video, so that's why I think video games are quite impenetrable for people who, who, who want to play. Like, like um, my missus was like watching, we were watching um, the telly and, and she said, uh, and Oh, I fancy um, playing that game. Um, the last of us too. Uh, and, she she's never played a video like she's never she's not played a modern video game uh, before. So I was like, well, a it would be fucking ridiculously long, and b using a twin stick controller to someone like to, who's who's not really used one recently, it's like fucking learning another language. I can't do it because I don't play games enough. So like I'm, I would wouldn't even recommend someone who's not played video games for like you know ten years to suddenly jump into playing with with a dual controller with the complexity. And the, the 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 prior knowledge video gamers are supposed to know off the bat. If I push this up that way, I'll walk this way. If I look down there, I'll if I press the other way thing, it'll go down. And if I press this button, it'll open my menu and stuff. None like that. I that's taken as red for me because I've played lots of video games. For but for people coming into video games, it's really difficult. And also for for disabled people, video games are fucking impossible. If you've got any kind of disability, all you can't fucking play them. The, the Xbox have done this wonderful thing where um, they've, they've um, remapped all of the Xbox control functions into um, into uh, this kind of like modular system that you can put around a wheelchair or a desk setup or, a, or an eye setup or a, or a mouth setup. There's a great charity called Special Effect who work on um, uh, PC video games that, that, that you can use with move your eyes and stuff like that. Um, but I think the modern video game, they're too long. They are completely inaccessible to anyone who hasn't played video games for ten years, uh, uh, and and they could just be a bit cheaper and a bit quicker. And that is, I think, why indie games and independent studios are so popular at the moment because they provide uh, an easier way to get into games. They're nice and quick, and they're just you know you can be a bit more um, 
uh, flexible with your narrative. So that, that's my speech over. Thanks for listening. Uh, I've been Pete Donaldson. This has been the uh, Video Game Tech Talk. Yeah, I'll probably just send it back. <laughs> no, I'll let you go. I'll let you know how I get on. I just, I just, I just. It's not even that for me. The, the, I mean, let's go. For, let's go for an ad break, but very, very quickly. It's not just mm. about the controls and stuff. That does take a while because I'm old and I don't play video games that often. But it's just the slow, the slow pace of it all. I don't want to mm. see like a sometimes quite literally three or four minute long conversation, which then of course mm. they hilariously give you the option to skip. But if you skip it, then you're not going to know what's, what's happening. On. And yeah. so if you can skip it and still know what's happening, then what's the point of having it? Look, Last of Us, one of the um, probably in the top 10 games ever made. So enjoy yourself. I bloody will. I'll let you know how I get on. All right. <laughs> Let's hit an ad break. We'll be back in a bit. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Join me, Pete Donaldson, and Japan-based YouTuber Chris Broad every Wednesday as we offer the lowdown on what's happening in one of the most unique and exciting countries in the world. The Abroad in Japan podcast is home to all things Japan, from things to do... So today we've come to you guys with 12 places in Japan that nobody knows about. ...to the bizarre... When I moved into my new apartment last year, the police guy came to my door, mm. knocked on my door, I opened it, it was a policeman, and he said to me, in English, I am Japanese policeman. <laughs> that's the best introduction you could possibly do as a Japanese policeman. <laughs> to the downright filthy. And for those of you who don't know what a tenga is, Pete and I did discuss how to describe it best before doing the podcast, and I'll let Pete describe what a tenga is. What is it, Pete? It's a solo male silicon-based ordinance's aid, so to speak. Brilliant. New episodes every single Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Abroad in Japan is a Stakhanov production. And we're back. It's the Luke and Pete show uh, where I rant uh, dispassionately <laughs> about tech and, 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 and video games. And Luke just. just and Mr. Motivator sometimes. And Mr. Motivator sometimes. Yeah. 
Um, get him on. He could, we could probably get him on. That's one. Of the, that's one of the famous people we could probably get on here. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have anything else to do. Bash, Ooh, bosh him over it, a Zencaster link. Link. No problem. Is um, apparently uh, magnet fishing. Get this. Magnet fishing in the law. It is illegal and punishable by a twenty-five pound fine to magnet fish or remove any material from a canal or inland navigation under the control of a canal and river trust in England. Twenty-five quid. So what a lazy fine. Well, what I mean, if you make, you could make twenty-five quid down the scrapyard. I pay it every with day. Anything you find, every time, every time, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's just an overhead. It's literally not. It's not yeah, a fine. It's, it's just an overhead yeah. for a legitimate business. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If you've ever been magnet fishing, I mean, Pete, I don't understand. Sometimes I think to myself, with the stuff that you love on YouTube, like magnet fishing, yeah. lock picking, all that kind of stuff. It, it, I don't mean to sound rude, but it's not that ambitious. And what I mean by that is, why aren't you just doing it yourself? Because it'd be more fun doing it, right? Well, yeah, but I'd get the wrong magnet. I'd, 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 I'd crush the ma- magnets are very dangerous, especially the sort of ones that we're using here. And and you know, I would, I would get it wrong. I would. Do they have to be turned on and off? Those kind of magnets. I think they're electromagnets. I think they they have to be, haven't they? Surely, I don't yeah. really know. To be honest, I yeah. do know that pure gold. There's no point looking for like really um, precious metal because obviously, um, you know, gold, aluminium, and silver. That you know, the valuable ones. That they're, they're obviously not 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 particularly um, uh, attractive to magnets. In fact, I think pure gold um, is slightly repelled. So, yeah. if you are magnet fishing for pure gold, you are you are literally doing the worst thing possible. You're repelling yeah. it. Yeah, you're pushing yeah. it further away. You're pushing it further away. A metaphor for some of my relationships. <laughs> right, um, I've got an email here, Pete, from um, for, from uh, a lovely chap. I'm assuming he's a lovely chap. I've never met him. Called Jay, who is a marine biologist. Would you like to hear? I mean, he's a marine biologist, so he's got some opinions on magnet fishing, presumably. But his email's not about that. Or magnetic fish. Bring it on. Could be. Let's read through and find out. He says, I'm a marine biologist and I'm currently waiting clearance to move to New Zealand for my PhD. And I've had a chance to do some really great field work over the years. I've been loving the weather chat recently on your show. A great chapter of the British small talk textbook. When at University of St. Andrews last year, I got a chance to go seal tagging on the west coast of Scotland. A very exciting, dare I say, mind blowing experience. We basically caught seals took a number of measurements and samples for various ongoing studies and tagged them with satellite tags. This is where it gets interesting, though, Pete. A number of these tags were actually funded by the Met Office, who used the temperature, pressure, and salinity data, which the seals collect when they're offshore, to predict the weather. The seals are offshore, making them more efficient than weather stations or man-made observations, and they also move around, making them more efficient than boys. I've attached a picture of one of them with a tag on her forehead. He has. It's cute. He says, I'm also currently a volunteer coordinator for the UK's National Whale and Dolphin Watch. Every year we use public sightings over the last week of July to gain a snapshot of all the whales and dolphins in UK waters. If this email does make it all the way to the top, if you could give the Whale and Dolphin Watch a shout out, I'd love that. Anyone can get involved and it really helps, especially in these difficult times. The charity is called the Sea Watch Foundation. Give us a Google. Stay safe, Jay Kirkham. So people are using seals, Peter, to predict the weather. Well, like you said, Luke, um, using boys, um, I, I mean, I would argue it's, you shouldn't be throwing boys in, in the sea at all. But... <laughs> Do you know what they call boys in America, by the way? Oh, um, oh, I don't know. Uh, the boys you know it's spelled B-U-O-Y, Kids, kids right? in America? Right, yeah, yeah, cool. They call them buoys. 
Oh, do they? Baba booey. Yeah. Like, when uh, my wife first said that, I was like, it booey. wasn't even like one of those, oh, that's a funny mistranslation kind of thing. Isn't that interesting? Mm. It was like, sorry, what? You've, you've said I, I don't that know wrong. what you mean. I literally don't know what you're talking about. And, but they say buoys, apparently. So there you go. What, what do you I make mean, of them? Um, should, should it, morally and ethically, should these seals have to sign some kind of waiver to agree to it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, or at least you know, put a flipper I, on a piece of paper, like a cross or something. <laughs> well, I I would also say that um um how are these um how are these devices powered? Um, I'm, I I need to know about the technology. Are, are they powered yeah. by fish? Are the devices somehow um, run by the food that the seal eats? The seals are probably happy, by the way, because their their interaction with a lot of humans will be, here comes someone, they're going to club me over the head. So the compromise of being a weather vane is probably one you'd take. (laughs) Well, you just want me to be a weatherman. Yeah, I'll do that. I think there are a lot of uh, a lot of beautiful dolphins um, seen off the coast of Hartlepool recently. There's somebody who was out at sea uh, just out off nice. the coast of Hartlepool. Uh, was sort of beautiful. Is it a pod? I forget what it's. I, I just I, um, words fail. I think me. it's a I'm pod of whales. I think it might be a pod a, of whales. Uh, possibly a school. I'm not sure about dolphins. School a of fright. fish. Pod of whales. Not sure. But you know, if you if you guarantee people who are listening who are based in the UK and desperately want to go and see um, dolphins, I think they're dolphins or they might be porpoises. Uh, you go to the Cromarty Firth up in Scotland, and because there's a right. weird um, meeting of two or three One different current. waterways, there's obviously a uh, lot of fish always get caught around there, and you are almost guaranteed to see dolphins or porpoises every day of the week. So I think the organisation, I think the organisation that the email mentions should use the television song. Um, is it Deliverance? Whales and dolphins, whales and yeah. dolphins, yeah, yeah, can track. Cracking track. Um, yeah, I think it is called um, Deliverance. Apparently, a group of dolphins is called a pod, Peter. Good on you. Well done. Yes! That, the thing is, Luke, I'm genuinely proud of that. Um, you should be. Good on you. It's good knowledge. <laughs> be more confident. From, uh, from that to... Uh, do you want to um, um, clear up some golf etiquette? Golf, yeah, cool. uh, golf etiquette. I love these things. Uh, George got in touch. Um, your conversation about pernickety and members of the golfing community reminded me of a trip to a golf course in Milton Keynes a few years ago. I went with my father-in-law and a mate from work, went into the shop to pay up and get the cards or whatever else, else you have to do. Uh, the guy behind the counter explained that I would not be playing today because <laughs> I was wearing jeans. I love that. The black you, trousers, well, yeah, you won't be yes. playing today. You won't be playing today. You ter- <laughs> you've made it all this way because yeah. you are, and you are wearing jeans. The black trousers I were wearing, uh, I was wearing weren't actually jeans, but they were a thicker type trousery thing. Admittedly, they were probably from Primark or something. I had bought them to play golf in. They were phenomenally uncomfortable, <laughs> and now I was being told that they weren't right. There followed a back and forth between me and the bloke, in which he finally came around the counter to touch the trousers to ensure he was happy. I felt like asking whether. If such a close inspection was necessary, it was really worth the conversation. He eventually decided to uh, let me play and acted as though he was doing me a favour. We saw one of the party playing on a fairly warm summer's evening and I wondered whether there might be more people playing if he took more, a bit more of a relaxed attitude to the jeans slash trouser debate. It's very, very It's amazing. I got... Got a quick one from Ben as well. Um, uh, he could not have written the, uh, the, 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 the the letters larger on this email. Please just use my first name, not my last name, especially if Pete reads this. All right, lads. Um, <laughs> loving the podcasts. Uh, keeps me going through those uh, long days in the workshop. In the most recent episode, What Length Are Your Socks? Um, it made me remember a couple of times at my golf club. One time we rocked up to the first tee. 
and the pro pulled me up for wearing black socks with shorts uh, in which I, I had to purchase a white pair for £10 from the shop before I could go. An absolute ripple. So the pro, how many pros do you have per club? Is it just one pro per club? I think or you get one and you get like you get? a couple of assistant club pros or something. So, but so it's so just so a so big they, they, design for them to actually sell shit from their club shop. I mean, it very much sounds like it, doesn't it? It sounds like when you go to a posh hotel and it's, oh, you've forgotten your cosy because we've got a pool and is a £50 pair of bloody... Um, swimming costumes um, d- d- so what's the pro thing like the pro is a very good golfer who presumably has been in yeah. a few um, well they just give out they just dish out they do lessons and they all that kind of stuff right. they're just part, part of the club basically but they don't necessarily have to have like ranked in a pro uh, oh no it doesn't, doesn't mean it, it doesn't mean they're a touring pro it just means they're a club shop, right. a, club, a club pro basically Right. The I suppose Mr. a bigger golf club the... might have more than one club, I'm not sure. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, another time, my father-in-law, uh, who's also a recent member of the club, he got pulled over pre-lockdown for changing into his golf shoes in the car park, and he should change them in the changing rooms. And he also got pulled up on his T-shirt, which is a polo shirt, because it wasn't tucked in properly at the back. Another yeah. friend got chucked out of the clubhouse for wearing trainers because an older gentleman grassed him up. They were playing black pair as well. We've also had emails from the board asking from some members to refrain from heckling and giving abuse to away teams from other golf clubs because of what they uh, were wearing on their feet. Um, until recently, uh, some of the younger generation decided it's starting to knock a few of these older members down a peg or two, and we got a few of the rules changed. I can only apologise for the long email, but I thought I'd contribute to the podcast finally. Uh, many more stories of stuff that goes in, on in golf clubs, which I'm happy to share. Cheers, lads. Ben. Men uh, in their... Like the play, we talk about this a lot on the football ramble, and you know the um, problematic men who, who who think that football is the last bastion of the old race. Oh, the golf, the golf club know, people—they all vote. They all vote UKIP and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's the last bastion. It's the last bastion of the. Yeah, so 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 it's kind of like the, these men are just raging against their, their 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 demise, effectively. So that's why they're they're being so uh, pernickety. Uh, being so, um, um, uh, why headed. why is Ben so brave to get all this stuff done, but not want to give his surname? Is he worried about the old timers at the golf club and what they could do to him? The power they possess, the power they possess. He doesn't want to be kicked out of his golf club. That's fair. He either, look, he either wants he wants to change from within. He, he wants to rabble rouse. Change the car park to... by the sound of it. <laughs> oh dear! We should yeah. go golfing one day. I never. We should. It. We'd never be terrible. It. Should we? Should we squeeze yeah. one more email in before we go? Um, okay, then. This, this is from Chris. It's right up your street, Pete. It says, "Hi, chaps. Just wanted to point a finger towards towards what seems to be a remake of an old Luke and Pete show subject on Sky mm. History at the minute. There is a series called Eating History. So far, I've seen two guys eating seventy-year-old cereal that has clearly been tried, uh, clearly been uh, invaded by weevils, and a pack of." rations from the vietnam war alongside a 40 year old bottle of tabasco sauce definitely worth a watch chris weevils weevils are one of those things that i thought we'd i think i said on a um group thread thread uh, last week warthogs um i expected to run into it i expected warthogs to be a big bigger part of my life than they they ended up being never seen one not not likely to see one. Not asked. Same with not, weevils. They're not like, they're not really that common in. I mean, mm. you're thinking about but you, weevils though. There's two type of warthogs. One of them is. I think they're both in. They're both in Africa, aren't they? So I don't think you're going to see one knocking about in Soho. 
Mm. Well, good point. But weevils, I mean, weevils were always like in cartoons and stuff and in, in, in comics. Weevils would eat stuff. Woodworm. Do you want to hear something that absolutely blew my mind? I heard it the other day about, um, oh, I can't remember the name of them now. I'm just going to go back through my notes because it, it stunned me so much. Oh, they're called planarias, right? Planaria right. worms, okay, are the absolute kings of regeneration. So if you get a planaria worm and you chop it in half, it'll grow into two planaria worms, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, that's mad, right? That's mad anyway. But the record for chopping a planaria worm into parts, at which point all of them grow into brand new planaria worms, is 279. Hang on, say again. Where's this you ain't going to believe it, but I'm telling you it's true. So, that, so scientists took a planaria worm, yeah, chopped it into 279 different bits, and, and then had, and it had two hundred. Then you had two hundred seventy nine planaria worms. Why not go for three hundred? That's. I don't think, I'm, I think I'm, it, it starts to break down funding. after that. But I'm pulling their funding. The most the most mind blowing thing about the whole thing is that um, I read this on a Wikipedia page about planaria <laughs> cool. worms. Right? Is that is that um, you can train planaria worms to react to things like light and very le- weird electric shocks and stuff. And um, planarias... <laughs> right. Just go stiff. Yeah, no, check this out, right? This is how it gets absolutely insane, it's right? brown and smelly. This is how it gets insane, right? Um, I first got pointed towards this by Scienceish, that the, the wicked podcast Scienceish, right? And I, I did some further reading about it. Um, mm. Scientists have trained planaria worms to um, react to light in some way, shape, or form. Then they've chopped the head off the planaria worm the planaria worm has grown a new head and it still remembers the training it's been it. Oh my God. That is good, isn't it? That's good. Good worm. Great good. stuff. I, I Why don't we see more of them? They I sound learned. great. Why don't we have more of them knocking about? Let's have some more planaria. Where do they live? Mr. Uh, I don't really know how big Mr. they are or where they live. Mr. Listens to Scientist once and then and then goes <laughs> on Wikipedia. Should be a meme about Pathetic. me. Yeah, I hear it. I go on Wikipedia to check it. I put it on this show. Yeah, that's all I do. Good. That's all. That's all. Anyway, we, that's we it. Kind from of us, like isn't the, it? the public domain version of everyone else's podcast. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love it. We've got QI oh. and Scientist this week. <laughs> all right then. Um, let's get out of here. This has been the Luke and Pete show. Enjoy these. Uh, we yeah, got through a lot. Um, I've just been getting increasingly hotter and hotter uh, because the, the temperature is rising in my in my kitchen. So uh, let's get out of here. We'll be back on uh, Monday with more of this shit. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening. See you soon. Play The Last of Us. This was a Stakhanov production.